Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator, FM translator, and around the world on the internet uh, on uh, MichaelDukeShow.com for the audio only live stream on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch and available wherever. Ever you find good podcasts. Not that this is a good podcast, but if you're listening to a good podcast, you could also dial down to this one and find it. And, uh, and uh, I mean, I'm in some rarefied air there, that's for sure. Good morning, my friends. How are you? This is the one day a week that uh, we get a chance to let what little hair I have left down and talk about um, what I think is uh, some important stuff, which, of course, is... Uh, firearms, gun rights, the Second Amendment, gun laws, <clears throat> practical advice, and everything else related to firearms. Firearms Friday was created. Um, well, first of all, kind of out of necessity because my boss at that time was like, uh, you talk about guns too much. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, if it was a slow news day or I had something going on, I mean, my default, I'll be honest, my default thing was to go on and talk about firearm stories because, you know, well, <clears throat> when it's a favorite topic of yours, you you kind of fall back on it, right, at any time um, that uh, on any time you can. So if something was slow or something wasn't happening or I just didn't, you know, I, wa I would just talk about firearms. And he was like, you just can't keep doing that because, uh, you know, there's a lot, some people just don't care about firearms. And I'm just like, man, who doesn't care about firearms? I mean, this is 15 years ago. I've come a long way since then, right? This is just 15, 16 years ago. And, uh, and, uh, you know, so I'm like, okay, fine. Even he, this is the funny part. This is the funny part. Even he is like, man, nobody really cares about it. I mean, you know, it's We're not going to be. And I'm like, okay, okay. All right. And yet, ironically, um, last time I was up in Fairbanks, we were sitting there talking and, uh, and he said, uh, so tell me what, uh, I'm thinking about getting an AR or an AK and I'm trying to decide about which, <laughs> even he has come around another convert, another convert to the church of the firearm or something like that. I mean, you know, um, <clears throat> so firearms Friday, um, uh, came out and, uh, you know, we, we decided to consolidate everything down into one day and that actually worked out pretty well. Um, I'm actually kind of, um, you know, I'm kind of happy about it because it gave me a chance to think about things and stories and to talk about stuff. 
And as much as many of you are probably fans of the Second Amendment, and many are probably gun enthusiasts yourself, this show is not for you. Uh, I mean, not specifically for you. This show is not intended to play to that audience. Um, my idea behind Firearms Friday was as a way to uh, as a way to educate the people out there who may not uh, be in the know. I mean, in my in my mind, I kept thinking, you know, it would be really nice if people who were just um, well, ambivalent about firearms. They were, you know, maybe they were not pro-gun, but they weren't anti-gun. Maybe they were a little gun curious, right? You know, that maybe that they would have a resource to go to and to try and get some information on firearms. That's that's what it was all. I mean, that was what it was all about, right? Trying to find because we have got this. This kind of brushes back into the conversation that we were having. Um, I think it was. Uh, well, we've talked about it in the past, and I think I mentioned it yesterday, but, you know, where <clears throat> when you have a particular viewpoint and you are basically debating other people, those people that you are debating, um, you're never going to change their mind. I mean, you know, just almost categorically never will you change their mind. So I could go and and uh, and find somebody who is vehemently anti-gun, as much anti-gun as I am pro-gun, and I am probably never going to change their minds on, on that. But in my arguments, in the way that I talk about things, in how I present stuff, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to sway those who may be listening, those who are, again, in the middle, who are not committed to one side or the other. And we have to do that every day. I mean, this is part of the danger, quite honestly, in the polarization that we see in America today uh, on both sides of the aisle, be it right or left, where there are basically edges of the extreme, which, you know, they can't be moved off their position. And if you're not with them, by God, you're 100% against them. And that's not how real life works. Um, you know, we can know people who have differences with us or differences in philosophy, um, and yet we can still find common ground with them. We may be able to, um, you know, find common interests in other things. Uh, uh, that maybe we're fighting about guns, but at the same time, maybe we can find, uh, you know, common ground in other types of freedoms or things like that. So we need to, you know... That, that's the whole premise, anyway, behind Firearms Friday, is to try and reach out to these people and to educate them. Because let's face it, if you are going to the news media, if you are going to the entertainment industry to get your firearms knowledge, to get your gun rights knowledge, to get your gun law Second Amendment knowledge, you are going to flunk. Because most of the time, what you see on television, in in far as I'm always reminded about every time I watch a police procedural with my wife, she rolls her eyes because she's like, "What?" I mean, I was I walked I walked uh, out last night, and she was watching an old episode of Law and Order or something, and here are the supposed professionals, um, and uh, this is just one glaring example, okay, and they're taking down a suspect. And uh, old Lenny Briscoe uh, has got uh, his uh, little his little revolver, 
and he's got his he's pushing the suspect around with his hand on the gun, his finger on the trigger, and he's pushing the suspect with the back of his hands get to get him against the car. It's, I mean, complete and total, no firearm safety being shown, no lawful use of force usually being shown, um, you know, complete disregard for what reality is. And that's just that's that's just what we're seeing in America today. Um, and there's a case in point on this. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, to uh, to come to this because this is this is a prime example, both in our entertainment industry and even in our news media. You know, you get CNN and you get Fox News and MSNBC and all the talking heads get up there and they you know, something happens and they bring some guy in to talk about it. And generally speaking, they have no idea what they're talking about. They I mean, they have no they may have a philosophy they may have feelings about it, but they have no background. They have no grasp on what the legalities is of it. And in fact, that most of the time, they don't even have any kind of practical knowledge about firearms in general. And uh, I've talked about that in the past, the whole Greg Jarrett incident on Fox News after the Sutherland, uh, the Sutherland Spring shooting um, that just it, it infuriated me. So, I mean, i wanted to kick my TV in. Um, but the the entertainment industry, they are classic at this. Now, you've probably heard of Joe Rogan. And if you haven't, I would suggest that you may want to add him to your list of, um, of podcast listens. Uh, Joe is a unique guy. Uh, he's very, uh, although I don't think he's ever said that he's a libertarian, um, but his viewpoints appear to me to be very small L libertarian. Um, and, uh, he's got a lot of stuff that, uh, that I agree with and a lot of stuff that I don't agree with, which I think is kind of a good mix when it's all said and done. Um, and he has his podcast, the Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan experience, and he's had some real controversial stuff. So you'll remember during COVID, I mean, he got the whole cancel culture thing and all this stuff. Anyway, if you haven't had a chance to listen to Joe, he, a lot of times, I think, just kind of speaks from a grounded, common sense kind of viewpoint. I may not agree with his conclusions, but I can see where he's coming from, and it's some interesting stuff. Recently, Rogan has been blasting on Hollywood. Uh, The New York Post and others are reporting uh, on some of his commentary during uh, the episode about uh, a week ago on August 19th. He got up and said that uh, Hollywood is hypocritical for all these Hollywood actors and figures to go out there and promote gun control measures while remaining silent about the film industry's depictions of gun violence on the big screen. And I would also argue on the small screen. He said, isn't it isn't it wild that Hollywood is general in general is very anti-gun, but they promote guns more than any other media on the planet? He added all their best movie, whether what movie, whether it's The Gray Man, which is fantastic, by the way, uh, or whether you're watching The Terminal List, also fantastic, or Mission Impossible. It's all guns save the day. Guns kill aliens. Gun kill werewolves. Gun kill everyone. Every bad guy gets killed by guns. But guns are bad, and you shouldn't have guns. It's crazy. I mean, he's he's making the point that I have made many times. Nothing more infuriating. Then watching Liam Neeson, uh, that that great, great Hollywood actor from Ireland, now living in the U.S., get up and scold us publicly 
for wanting to own guns. This is right after I think he had been promoting his second uh, movie in the Taken franchise, where in the movie Taken, in uh, in you know one hour and eighty minutes, he con- or one hour and whatever it is, one hour and sixty three minutes, he continues to kill ninety eight separate people with a handgun, and uh, but yet he chastises us as Americans. First of all, as someone, as a foreigner from Ireland, uh, I don't even think he was an American citizen at that point, but he's chastising us for wanting to have firearms to protect ourselves, and yet he's raking in millions of dollars uh, portraying some guy who just goes hog wild and kills everybody, right? Um, I mean, (laughs) the, the worst part about all this is that is as Hollywood continues to gripe and, and some of the elite continue to gripe about more gun control is the answer to all the problems, uh, when the gun control actually, you know, theoretically, if it did roll around, it would create issues for, you know, all the law-abiding gun owners, not really the criminals because, well, they're criminals. They don't care. Uh, but also Hollywood wouldn't have to worry about it because Hollywood pays lobbyists big bucks to get exceptions carved out to them so they can keep making movies that glorify guns and violence. Right? I mean, for example, how many movies have you seen Marky Mark? That's Mark Wahlberg. How many movies have you seen Marky Mark go out there and use a gun in? From his buddy cop comedy to his... uh, 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 you know, Sniper, Mile 22, and all these other movies. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Mark Wahlberg. I think he, he does some good stuff for what he's not. He's not, you know, he's not the next uh, Academy Award winner, but he's a good, solid actor, and I enjoy his movies. The thing is, Mark Wahlberg is a felon, and he's not supposed to be in possession of a firearm. And so, yet they put him on the screen with what I'm assuming are dummy firearms, and uh, and he gets to roll around and do all this because he's got the exception. Now, if some standard felon was doing some, I don't know, home movies or trying to make a student film or something like that, and he's rolling around with a even a faux gun, don't you think that the police would be a little concerned about that? I mean, Hollywood gets their own exceptions. Now, Joe Rogan talking about this. I mean, he's been, again, talking about the things that I've I've been talking about this specific thing for years. It doesn't simply, you know, he's not a a staunch pro-Second Amendment guy. He's been kind of coming around to the topic, but I think he's basically seeing what we have been talking about for years. The hypocrisy of those out there, specifically those who want to virtue signal. Look at me. I am going to take on the gun lobby. Wait, is this my... Is that my line? Yes. Look, this is the best angle right here. I am going to take on the gun lobby, and we're going to, we're going to make America safe from. Is this light good for me? Yes. Okay. I mean, this is what it's about. It's like they're beating their chest, and look at how smart I'm going to come out against. Again, not a single drop of self awareness about how hypocritical it is. And this is what we're trying to counteract with Firearms Friday, because I continued to see this kind of hypocrisy in Hollywood, the big screen, the little screen, on the news media with the talking heads and the so-called experts and commentators who basically had no freaking idea what they were talking about. 
I might I might tell the I might tell you the Greg Jarrett story again here uh, in in uh, sometime this morning if you want me to if you want me to I'll tell you about because everybody's like well I wouldn't listen to CNN I wouldn't listen to MSNBC those are a bunch of communists they're communist commies they're just mud sucking commies I I got I'm a Fox News it's the only thing I'm gonna get my that's where I'm getting my news from because those guys are legit mm hmm mm hmm okay. Uh, you want to hear that story? You can call in and, and ask me about it, and I will tell you that story. Call in and ask me about it and tell me you want to hear it, and I will tell you that story. In fact, we're going to open up the phone lines right now for gun Q&A, 907-433-3150. Reminding you that this hour, the program is being brought to you by your friends over there at Satellite West. You can find them at SatelliteWest.com for all your communication needs across the state of Alaska. They're the ones to go to. Go check it out, SatelliteWest.com. We're going to be back with more. We're opening up the phone lines. I want to hear what you have to say. Give us a shout right now. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Good morning. It's Firearms Friday. What is that? Common Sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Duke Show. Okay, uh, we're in the break right now, and uh, we're getting ready. I had the phone lines turned off. Well, not turned off, but turned down, so I couldn't see uh, anything. But it looks like we got uh, we got at least one call on hold, so we're going to get to them here in just a hot second. And, uh, yep, they uh, are on hold right now, so let's make sure that everybody is properly muted. And uh, so we'll get to them. Let me find out who they are where they're calling from, and what they want to talk about. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's Brady from Las Vegas. Hello, Brady. You hold the line, sir. You'll be first up in the uh, queue here when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, all right, Brady's going to be number one. Uh, let's go over here and uh, see what you guys have to say this morning. Um, good morning. Good morning. Uh, quack, quack. What is with all the quack? Is it, is it because it's duck, like water off a duck's back because it's so rainy? Because, I mean, I walked out this morning with the dog and it was, <sighs> my God, I told you, I was looking down the road to see if there were animals two by two and somebody had a big boat. That's what I was looking for the other day. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Need coffee first. It's Friday. Firearms Friday. Absolutely. Coffee. Um, Let's see here. Good morning. Uh, the talking heads don't have any practical knowledge of 99% of life, says Terry. Well, that's probably true. That's probably true, uh, as, uh, as as the case may be. Um, a uh, Mark Wahlberg used a real rifle in Shooter, said Dan Block, which was the sniper movie. Um, in extras, in the extras, so I guess in the in the add-on behind-the-scenes extras, he made a live 1,000-meter shot. Yeah, well, I mean that's uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a problem. That is a problem. I mean, from a legal standpoint, I mean, I don't. You know, I, I think Mark Marky Mark was obviously a little bit of a thug in his younger years. And I think once you paid your debt to society, that you should kind of have everything forgiven and returned, right? I've got no problem with that. So, but by the law, the way the law states, you know, if any other 
felon had videotaped themselves using a firearm, somebody would be going to jail, not putting it in the extras section of the Blu-ray. You know what I mean? Again, nothing against Mark, nothing against Mark Wahlberg. And, and I think, again, I think they should have their rights restored after they've served their time and done what they're supposed to do. But, I mean, that's, that's, the, uh, that's, the, his, that's the interesting part right there. You know what I mean? Um, all right. I'm uh, just going through here. Is uh, everyone here yes for a state constitution? Con-con, yes. Okay. Everybody's probably for the con-con. Hollywood uses music and movies to promote gun violence in order to create violence in order to ban guns. I don't know if it's a straight line like that, Ken. I think that there's a lot of just flat-out confusion and hypocrisy out there. <clears throat> uh, I don't understand why Hollywood has ever been given a voice about guns. They do not live in reality, <laughs> said yeah, you know, that's true. I, I remember what Jimmy Stewart said something, I mean, and I'm paraphrasing it, but basically when he was asked something about something political and he's like, you know, we're actors. We don't, you know, nobody should be listening to us for our political viewpoints. And uh, I, I I love that. Is Alec Baldwin even going to do any time for shooting the gal on the movie set? I think they're going to have a hard time with any kind of criminal prosecution. Civilly, though, he may he may end up in a bad way. If they find him liable in civil court, uh, he could go bankrupt, I'm sure. Um, let's see. Is Alaska, is in Alaska, a felon can earn their firearms rights back, probably the only state in the union that allows it. Uh, yeah, I mean, in Alaska, you can earn your, you can submit and, and, um, get your long gun rights back. You can never, can't get your handgun, but still under federal law, if you ever get, checked out by the feds, uh, even though the state of Alaska says it's okay, the feds still consider it a no-no. So it's kind of one of those states' rights gray areas there that's always uh, been uh, always been kind of tough. All right, now that my ears are bleeding, uh, we probably should get back to it. Uh, like and share this video for me. Like and follow the show page. Let's get uh, things going on. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-Based, Free-Thinking Radio. Here we go. All right. Uh, welcome back to the program. It is Firearms Friday. Uh, gun Q&A is open. It's gun Q&A all day. Let's uh, jump over to the phones. Brady uh, is over in Las Vegas. Let's see what uh, he has to say this morning. Good morning, Brady. What's on your mind? Yeah, buenos dias, Mike. How are you doing today? Good, sir. What's on? What's going on? I, I think we're going to have to change up Firearms Fridays. I want to change it Big Bomb Fridays because... All these weapons that were given to Ukrainians, uh, now they're taking out Russian citizens, and it's okay by Big Joey and the government. You know, we're giving them all those weapons that they just took out Daria Dugina, a beautiful lady from Russia who was a proud supporter of the Russians and what they were doing to the Ukraine and denazifying the Ukraine. And it's finally getting out there because the media can't push this under the cover any anymore. And the lady that... Okay. The bombing and blew her up. 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm Would, Brady. Uh, uh, Brady, I'm just going to say this. I have very little sympathy for, uh, for you know, civilians that are being killed on the Russian side after thousands and thousands and thousands of Ukrainians have been killed. Whether you think that the Ukrainian government was good or bad, Nazis or no or whatever, the indiscriminate bombing of uh, of civilians that took place during the initial weeks of the of the Russian to Ukraine that killed thousands of Ukrainian citizens. I'm not losing any sleep over the fact that maybe one or two Russian citizens got killed. And that was done by the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians. Okay, uh, Brady, you're done. That's. I mean, yeah, the Ukrainians did it to themselves while the world watched and waited, and the and the Ukrainians took Russian tanks and rolled them down their streets. You know, Brady, you and I don't agree on this, and uh, and I think. Uh, you're just a little bit mad over it, quite honestly. Um, anyway, uh, it's uh, I, I appreciate your call, but that's not really the point of Firearms Friday. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks for coming in. Um, all right, um, let's go. Uh, um, oh, we were just talking about felons earning their rights back. Apparently, I need to get. Uh, apparently, I need to get updated because it used to be that you could, if you were a felon in the state of Alaska, that you could only get your long gun rights back. And uh, Hawk just dropped me a link here um, to uh, uh, to uh, uh, the, the fact that you can regain your rights for concealed carry. Apparently, I'll uh, I'll look at this. I hadn't seen this before, uh, Hawk. So thanks for. Uh, Thanks for dropping me off uh, on that. The Alaska Restoration of Rights and Record Relief. Um, this is from January. Okay, good. Well, we will. Uh, I'll take a look at it. A person with a felony conviction or juvenile equipment may not p- possess a concealable weapon for 10 years following discharge unless conviction is set aside or pardoned. Um uh, but I, you would have to have, I mean, that's concealed carry. I don't know about, uh, you have to be able to own the firearm. And that's part of the problem is you're, I'm going to go, I'm going to read through this whole thing. I'm going to read through this whole thing. All right. So thank you for that uh, information. We will, uh, we'll, we'll take it. This is from the Restoration of Rights Project. Um, and again, I agree. I think that if you go into prison and you're convicted of a crime, once you've done your time, you, you, you know, you've paid your debt to society and uh, you can move on from there. So I think that's an important uh, role there. Um, all right. Phone lines are open. Uh, 433-3150, 433-3150, as long as you don't want to get into the Russian-Ukrainian thing. Um, we will answer questions, take calls. Remember, there is no such thing as a dumb gun question. No, I mean, we could have answered it a thousand. Remember, the whole point of Firearms Friday is to demystify the firearm and demystify, um, you know, uh, the to demystify the whole thing and to answer and to counteract what we're seeing coming out of the culture. Just to show sometimes that even people who uh, say that they are experts are not, and I'm thinking about, you know, the Greg Jarrett's of the world and others on the uh, on the internet and on the on the uh, on the on the talk box, uh, who get up there and claim to be experts, or who the news media says are experts, and then they say a bunch of stupid, stupid stuff. Um, all you have to do is look for five minutes on the internet, and you can find people who are purportedly experts that prove themselves wrong almost every time. I was watching a 
I was watching a, a video that I stumbled across. I don't know even how, I don't remember how I got to it. If it was a, anyway, it was a, it was a video of two guys on the range doing some kind of drills where they were, you know, where they were, they were shooting together side by side, you know, one covering the other, one was crouched down and shooting. The other one was, had a hand on his shoulder and was over his shoulder. And then they'd rotate around each other. And it was kind of this dance thing. And I'm watching this going, what is this all about? And then I watch as the instructor, one is obviously an instructor wearing like an instructor uniform and, and everything else. I watch as the instructor comes around, pirouettes, puts his hand out and is shooting over the top of the other guy's head when the guy stands up. And it shoots his hat and you can see the cut across the top of his scalp. I mean, he, you know, another half a second and he'd had a hole in the middle of his head. And the caption underneath of it was, make sure you vet your instructors kind of thing. And we've seen that. I mean, there's hundreds of incidences. Of, I mean, the most famous one to me is the video of the, uh, of the ATF agent who's going into the schools to teach kids about guns. And he's in there uh, going in there to teach kids about guns. And he's got his this is a Glock. And I'm the only one qualified to, uh, you know, in this room to hold this and blah, 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 blah. And then he, he goes, it's, you know, but he's got this magazine. He what he does, he drops the magazine out. So, first of all, he brings a fully loaded gun in to show off because uh, apparently it was his carry gun. And then he drops the magazine and he goes, this is a fully loaded gun. And he pulls it down and he shoots himself in the leg, through the leg into the foot. What he'd done is he'd dropped the mag without clearing the chamber. He dropped the mag out. Oh, it's empty now, right? Except for the one that's in the pipe. And uh, it is one of the most famous videos you'll ever see. But again, this is what the famous kind of like, I'm the only one. This is where this is where David Caudrea came up with the only one kind of thing. I'm the only one um, that could do it. But you've got to vet who you have, train you, who you have, teach you. You've got to talk to other people. You've got to look at their credentials. I mean, that's why, you know, if you're, if you're down in Homer, you know, you're talking to people like, uh, Greg Collins, if you're up in Wasilla, you're talking to Donna Anthony, you know, up in Fairbanks, it was Joe Nava and some of the other people in those communities. I mean, they were they were true experts, right? Not these phony experts. Well, here's the latest. And I'm, I didn't mean to laugh because this is it. I mean, nobody was hurt, but it is an amazing story that this actually happened. An Omaha man had been hired uh, by a nonprofit in Nebraska City. Uh, he's now facing charges of terroristic threats and eagle, illegal use of a weapon after conducting an active shooter drill where neither the police nor the nonprofit employees were aware of what was going on and knowing that it was a drill. I guess we're using the term drill loosely here because usually an active shooter drill is after they've gone through some training and you tell them what to expect and you tell them how to react and you, you know, you go through point by point how this is all supposed to work. Then later on, you will have a drill to see how all of that instruction has worked out. Right. Um, but you you let them know that this drill is coming on. Well, the drill that took place at Catholic Charities uh, happened to coincide. It was just five days after the shooting at the grocery store in Buffalo, New York. You remember that? Uh, in which 10 people were murdered. So this is just five days after that shooting. 
So according to authorities, officials at the charity had decided earlier in the year to put on an active shooter drill, but they were at a loss at how to do it because most normal people are like, I think we should get this training, but I have no idea how to. Of course, they shouldn't. That's not what they do. So they ultimately uh, decided to uh, pay a, uh, a security uh, guy named John Channels. Um, they were convinced by their security director to hire this guy. They stated the idea of conducting an active shooter drill had been discussed for some time due to having the new facility open, which contains a domestic violence shelter. So according to the director and the security, the, the uh, compliance director and the security director, uh, they had little idea about how to go about organizing such training. So they yielded to the security guard suggestions of hiring John Channels. Channels had claimed to have conducted other active shooter drills and claimed that law enforcement would be present during the training event and would even participate and play along with the scenario. Okay. Walter stated the channels plan to start by shooting victims, quote unquote, shooting victims outside of the office windows and doors to be viewed by employees and then make his way through the building with keys provided by the staff, hoping to cause employees to flee from the building or hide. Walter stated channel specifically stated he did not want Catholic charity staff to be informed that the scenario was only a drill and wanted to feel as though they were in danger. Well, he got their wish. Uh, some employees were so rattled by this experience that they have yet to return to work. About 9.30 a.m., Sandra Lopez was sitting at her desk talking with a friend on her cell phone. She just started working at the Bedford location after working at the South Omaha location for two years. She heard a noise outside her window and saw a Catholic Charities director, Dave Vancat, looking scared and screaming, run, run, get out. She followed him and others and began asking what was going on numerous times. No one responded to her. Once outside the north entrance of the building, Miss Lopez said that she saw what she thought was a dead man on the ground. The eyes were closed and there was blood smeared on the face. And then she heard three gunshots behind her. She ran as fast as she could towards a retaining wall. She tried to jump into the dumpster to hide. She landed outside of the dumpster and curled into a fetal position. Fearing what she would be found, she then ran about three blocks to a fast food restaurant to hide inside. Uh, when she later called her bosses to tell her she was okay, they informed her the event was part of a scheduled training. I mean, did they even talk with the employees about what they should? Again, there's no indication that they gave them any briefing on what should happen if there is an active shooter situation. I didn't, did, I, like, they were never. Meanwhile, John Channel has now not only facing charges related to the drill, because not only did he not contact the police and let them know what was going on, did not invite them to come participate. He himself, in fact, was two weeks after the exercise arrested on charges of child abuse and sexual assault and producing pornography. Okay, this is the guy. This is the. Apparently, nobody at Catholic Charities called to confirm with the Omaha PD that they were going to be, you know, there and in on this whole thing. I mean, I just, you cannot, just because somebody says, I mean, don't take anything that I'm saying for face value, you know, go do your own research, go look it up. Oh yes, I'm an active shooter instructor. Let me tell you all about it. I mean, <laughs> this is, I mean, it, the story is just horrific. I mean, I can't imagine the trauma Especially here you are just uh, five days after the shooting in Buffalo and all the shooting. I cannot, um, I cannot believe 
that this was somebody thought this was a good idea. Somebody in power up in the higher echelons, not just John Channel, but I can't believe anybody thought this was a good idea. Of course they're traumatized. <laughs> of course they're traumatized. I mean, who wouldn't be when you thought it was a real active shooter? And thank God there was no concealed carry permit holders there because John Channel could be dead. Um, uh, you know, I mean, it's just it it boggles it boggles the mind. Absolutely uh, boggles my mind. All right. We are, uh, we're going to continue here in just a minute. Uh, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Phone lines are open at 907 433 3150. Don't forget, Willie Waffle coming up in uh, just under an hour. We'll talk about weekend movies and more. Back right after this. Don't go anywhere. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. I mean, is this just not nuttier than squirrel poo? I mean... You think about all the things. This is from the uh, uh, <laughs> the New York Post said, Douglas County Attorney Don Klein said it's hard to conjure up all the things that could have gone wrong. One of the employees could have had a heart attack while fleeing. Someone could have taken out a gun and fired at Channels. An officer could have done the same thing, killing Channels or somebody else. He, channels could have inflicted damage. They referenced the Rust movie at that point. Klein said it's also hard to imagine what was going through Channel's mind. Was this some kind of video game cosplay he found exciting? Um, I mean, I the the uh, <laughs> I just can't imagine what is uh, going on. As for Catholic charities, the Douglas County prosecutor says they won't be filing any criminal charges against anyone at the nonprofit, calling it a civil matter instead. Oh, I think somebody there might get rich over the trauma suffered on this pain and suffering and everything else. You didn't tell us it was an active shooter situation and you made us have a, a near death experience, a pretend near death experience. Somebody's going to get paid on that. I can almost guarantee it. Somebody is going to get paid on that. It is a civil matter at this point. Um, all right. They'll never do that again. Um, let's uh, go over here to the phones and see who's on hold so we can get them ready for the return. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hello, this is Steve. Hello, Steve. Where are you calling from? I'm in the interior. In the interior. Okay, Steve, you hold the line, my friend. You will be, you will be first up in the queue here. Well, I, I don't really, I don't. I don't really need to be on the air. I just thought I'd give you a couple of talking points. Okay, sure. Give us your talking points. What do you got? Well, there was an active shooter in Nana yesterday. Well, I didn't hear that. I didn't even heard, make didn't even make the news. About, heard about that one? Yeah, check that one out. And uh, also uh, a little tidbit: you don't really have firearms insurance from the NRA if you live in Alaska. Uh, no, I don't because think... of some. Yeah, I think Kerry yeah, doesn't work up here. Yeah, because some uh, lawsuit in New York 
Alaskans lost their firearms insurance and that's not really out there in the in the you know NRA news but right. uh, I got that from some friends of mine that lost their house in the clear fire and they tried to collect on their firearms insurance and lo and behold the NRA stuck it to them mm. Well, there, yeah, there are several other organizations that offer that. I know Carry Guard has had some problems covering stuff in the state of Alaska in the past, and then the New York, uh, the New York Attorney General's lawsuit against the NRA basically uh, kind of that <laughs> struck the hammer, so to speak. They're having some real issues right now. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah, I'll, I think it has something to do with that. I'll look into this thing in Indiana. Right. I don't I'll see be it. listening on the air. Yeah, I don't see it. Do you have any detail? Is anybody reporting on it in Fairbanks? This Nina thing because it's nothing in the Anchorage paper about it. I I heard it from friends in Nina first thing in the morning. Uh, yeah, a local kid about uh, I think he was in his forties went to high school there in Nina and uh, went off the deep end. You know where Hud Row is there, mm-hmm. Nina. The HUD homes. Yep. <clears throat> Somehow they had him contained there. The school was on lockdown. Several, I mean, uh, several children of friends I know had their kids in school. And mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, from what I heard, it was the dude was contained and uh, everybody was armed and ready for what was going to happen. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll look into this. Thank you so much, Steve, for calling in and uh, giving us on that. I, uh, I'm looking right now, and I don't see anything about it on the news. But uh, that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Uh, just because we've got the internet doesn't mean that we can't. Uh, that they are on top of all that. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Um, all right. Four three three thirty one fifty. Yeah, I don't see it anywhere here. Um. um Sean after damaging yeah I don't see any of it here all right well we'll see what we can find out um as we uh as we go forward here we'll see if we can find out any other details on it uh all right you guys are uh troopers had an alert yesterday yeah I didn't see it you guys are awful quiet this morning I mean, there hasn't been but two comments in the last 10 minutes. What are you guys doing? Y'all just sitting here listening? Are you hanging on my every word? Are you hanging on my every word? Should I just do the rest of the show like that? Good morning and welcome to Firearms Friday. Or I should do it like NPR, right? This is NPR. This is Firearms Friday. We're just going to do it real brotherly, real quiet. guys are crazy. All right. Um, well, you know what that means. I need more coffee, said Susie. Everybody's still asleep. Come on, welcome. up. It's Friday. All right, here we go. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Well, good morning. It's Friday. 
and apparently most of the chat room has not had nearly enough coffee this morning. They're all like stringing one word sentences together. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I hope all you folks out there in Radio Land are awake and ready to go. Um, we were just uh, talking with Steve up in Fairbanks. He was uh, called in on the air and was talking. Uh, so apparently, there was some kind of incident yesterday at the high school in Nenana, um, where apparently troopers had a student cornered, and uh, I don't know if he had a gun or not. There's really no details on it, so we'll... Uh, um, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that and see if maybe we can come up with some information for next Friday. If there's any information on it by that time, uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, second piece of good news is that the new South Cushman Range in Fairbanks is finally open. I actually saw some pictures of it the other day after we announced that it was going to open this morning. Uh, it wasn't uh, a day or so later that I saw a lot of the new pictures, and boy, they did a real update to that range. They it, they made it pretty swanky. Um, it was, you know, it was semi-janky before. Let's put it that way. It was semi-janky. Now they've got uh, all covered and uh, covered shooting positions and everything else and uh, apparently a bathroom and, and uh, it's, it's going to be real nice. So uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a good day if you want to go out there. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's raining in Fairbanks right now, but apparently the shooting range is open this morning at, I think, 8 a.m. or something. Anyway, you can go out there and check it out and uh, enjoy it. I imagine there's it's been closed for quite a while. I imagine there's going to be a bit of a line to check out the new shooting digs out there at South Cushion in Fairbanks. Uh, all right. Well, phone lines are open this morning. It's gun Q&A all day. I've got some other firearm stories and things that I could talk. I mean, I could talk about guns all the time. Just, I mean, I could just talk for two hours about guns. But I'd love to hear what you have to say. And I want to answer your questions. And I want to hear what your position is on things or where you're thinking about, you know, firearms things specifically. Let's not, let's not run too far afield around here. Uh, let's go over here and see what you got to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Carlene. Um, Michael, I would love to hear the story. You've piqued my curiosity. <laughs> you piqued my curiosity. You want to hear the Greg Jarrett story, huh? Yeah. Um, well, Carlene, this was an interesting situation because we just heard about the Sutherland Spring shootings. And to refresh people's memory, the, the uh, Sutherland Spring shooting was a um, uh, took place in a small rural Texas town, and a gunman entered a church. Uh, I believe on a, I believe it was actually a Wednesday church service. Maybe it was Sunday, but it was a church service going on of some kind in the church. He entered the church with an AR-15 and he started shooting uh, parishioners in the church. And uh, along the street came a town local who heard the shooting, who heard the what was going on, screeched over to the side of the road, and as the shooter came out of the building. Uh, reached behind the seat of his car with his AR-15 and engaged the shooter with his own AR and wounded him, fatally wounded him. The shooter was able to retreat, got in his car, drove about a mile down the road and crashed and died from blood loss. Um, so it was a it was a great example of a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun. We only could wish that it had happened sooner. But in the aftermath of all this, the talking heads were just all going on furiously. Uh, first of all, because the shooter had used an AR-15 um, and that the that the person that stopped him to use an AR-15. So this this raised some conversations about the assault rifle thing and everything else. 
So I'm watching Fox News about this, and Greg Jarrett, who up until that point I thought was a, a decent commentator and reporter, uh, got up there and they brought him onto this segment. And I don't know why they had him in there as an expert, or maybe he was just supposed to be commentating, but he was so agitated by this whole thing. He obviously was upset about the fact that these people had been killed, which I understand totally. But then he got up in there and he started talking about the AR-15 and he goes, this is the, you know, it's totally unbelievable. It's totally unacceptable. You know, you shouldn't have this AR-15 because, you know, with an AR-15, you could just go in there and you could just flick this little switch and it goes, it turns into a machine gun. Now, this is the guy that they're holding up as one of their thought-provoking intelligent, common sense commentators. And he's obviously agitated and he's going on and on about this AR-15. And a couple times he said, you could just flick this switch and it turns into a machine gun. And the problem is, is that that's completely untrue. There is no magic switch unless you have a military grade M4, M16, in which case, yes, you can go from single shot to full auto with a flick of a switch or a flick of a button. But if it's a private civilian style AR-15, that just doesn't, it's not, it's not true. It doesn't happen. The problem is most people are going to believe what they hear. I was so angry about this, so agitated, and it just proved to me yet again at that point, I had come to the realization that Fox News was just as bad as a lot of the other ones. They just skinned it a little differently. And that uh, that just proved to me why Firearms Friday was so important. So that's the story, Carlene. You got it right there. Um, in one of my books, and I don't even know which one, I read a lot of books. Um, there was a shooting in a church, and the FBI stated that it was the security that um, got, took the person down. But in actuality, there were like 18 or 20 parishioners that had concealed carry yeah. there. No, that's exactly it. And they were volunteers who had volunteered for security. This has happened several times. Uh, there are volunteers who had volunteered to be security. And so what they were was that they were citizens who had taken it. So they didn't classify it as a, secure, as a citizen taking down the bad guy. They classified it as security taking down the bad guy. A classic manipulation of the numbers. We talked about that one specifically with Dr. Lott last week. Um, anyway, Carlene, thank you for calling in. I got one more line on hold. Let me go over there real quick. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is Mike. Good morning, Mike. What's up? Quickly. So up? there's a lot of people who aren't happy about that gun range. Uh, there was a petition gone around before they started working on it, trying to get them to change the plan. The borough mayor met with a couple groups. And uh, anyway, it ends up being... Less, less shooting tables. The tables are closer together. Um, just, it's not as good as people are making it out to be. Right. Well, I like I said, all I saw were the pictures. So uh, I'm sure there were a lot of people upset. I know that they were talking about redoing that range before I left Fairbanks. There were plans on the table to start doing some of those changes. And that's been, what, seven years ago? So if, uh, it, you know, these are long-term projects. If people are trying to stop it in the 11th hour, it almost never works. Uh, it's unfortunate that you have fewer shooting positions. Um, I'm going to have to swing by there next time I'm in Fairbanks to take a look at it. But uh, um, I guess new, new facilities are good, but, the, I mean, because the old ones, there was some unsafe conditions there. 
Okay, that's my rant. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling in this morning. Thanks for being part of it, my friend. Uh, okay, we're up against it. We got to go. Uh, the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Hour two is dead ahead. We'll continue with more phone calls and discussions and commentary. And then, of course, Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com will be joining us. We'd love to hear from you. 907-433-3150. Get in the queue right now. If you'd like to talk about some Fire Army goodness, stalled in ahead. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Let's see. Jackie is bad? Uh, I don't know. I need some context for that one, Brian. I don't know what that's it. Do a Bob Ross painter guy voice for us. Uh, Happy gun and happy gun over here and a few more right here. And remember, there... There are no, there are no happy accidents. Those are negligent accidents. That's, that's what they are. They're no, they're not happy. We can make them happy. We'll just paint a, we'll paint a little waterfall here over the, over there. It'll be a red waterfall because you disobeyed the four gun laws. uh, One of the four gun laws when that happened. And right over here, we'll have another gun in this one. It'll have, it'll be in a tree. You'll, you'll see it there. It'll be a tree with a gun and it'll be fantastic. And, uh, Okay, um, no, 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 uh, okay, if the government can have full auto, then so should I. Well, you can, you just got to beg the king's permission, right? You got to pay the tax stamp, you got to, you got to get fingerprinted, you got to go through the whole background check thing, and then you got to spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a, uh, on a gun that, uh, you know, cost all of, uh, you know, 200 bucks to make. Um, Colorado Springs, janky. You said the range was janky. Oh, janky. Yeah. Yeah. The range was janky. Uh, I mean, they had some, (laughs) they had some overheads, but it was like corrugated, you know, it was like corrugated metal, uh, roofs that had been, and there was bullet holes everywhere. People had shot through the thing. I mean, you know, the range is an unsupervised range. And so people just... I mean, they they did not treat it with respect. They did not treat it with respect at all. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, but, you know, it was still the best range we had uh, in, in the area at the time. Uh, like I said, the pictures that I saw, and I only saw there were like two pictures side by side, so I couldn't tell how many tables, I couldn't tell. But it looked pretty nice, that's for sure. Um there was a discussion at one point when I was still on the borough assembly about hiring somebody to be a range master or a couple somebodies to be out there basically on duty the entire time the place was, I mean, uh, anyway, um, and I have seen some crazy, I have seen some crazy stuff down at the South Cushman range. I mean, it's definitely not a place, um, to take an inexperienced shooter and let them just run free. So, janky, yeah, updating your slang dictionary. You've never heard that term? It's janky? Okay, all right. Um, ghetto, it's uh, lowbrow. 
I can't think. I can't think of another word. I can't think of another word that I need a thesaurus for janky. Ramshackled. Ramshackled. Maybe that's it. Ramshackle. Uh, janky. Hinky. That's another word. Hinky. Uh, although hinky to me always seems to be more, more about being suspicious. Janky is like loose and sloppy and hinky is like suspicious. Um, Heath Smith for Senate to replace Gary Stevens. Greg, I couldn't agree more. We're trying to get uh, we're trying to get uh, Heath on the program. I invited him for a couple days today, but when you got a day job, it's hard, especially when your day job starts early. It's hard to be able to get him on. So we're going to try and uh, in fact, I think he said, wow, crash, boom, bang in the studio, drop something on the table. Um, he told me that, um, where is it? Uh, uh, he said, uh, he's, uh, nope. Uh, he's talking about after Labor Day now. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. That's a week away. Uh, <clears throat> Labor Day is next weekend. So that's a week, 10 days ago. Um, raining in Kasilov. It's raining everywhere. It is wet from one end of this state to the other. And if it's not wet, it's cold and wet. <laughs> the, and the leaves are already turning outside the house here, outside the studio. It, they're already, it's August 26th. The leaves should not be turning yellow on August 26th. I did not get my mandatory amount of summer in. All right. I would like to complain to the management. My name is Karen. Uh, all right. <laughs> Everybody slept in this morning. Greg overslept. Hawk overslept. Everybody's sleeping in today. I think it's the rain. The rain does make it make it nice when you sleep, when you can hear it on the roof and everything. That's uh, that's good stuff. Uh, all right. I got a new caller on hold here that apparently I didn't notice came in. Let me go get their name real quick. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, my Mike. It's Fred. How you been? Hey, Fred. Good, good, my friend. Will you hold the line? I'll be right back to you. We'll start off with you. Okay. All right. Fred from Rhode Island is going to be joining us here in just a hot second. Um, I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> not an active shooter in Ninana, brandishing a weapon and agitated. Thank you, Jeff. I couldn't find anything on it in the news miner or in the Anchorage Daily News or anywhere else. I didn't go to the Trooper website for their – I'm sure that they've got a listing somewhere of their tweets or their reports or their things. I didn't – I can't do that while I'm live. I got. I need a – you know, I need a producer to help me with that. But uh, anyway, um, all right. Person named Hutchinson was arrested in Nianna 1 p.m. yesterday. It was a Nixel saying he was armed and dangerous at the end of the report in KTF News. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you for the uh, – thanks for the work there on Chris and for Jeffrey for doing that as well. Uh, all right, folks. Let's uh, let's get going. Here we go. Hour 2 is dead ahead. Fred's up first. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. It's my rifle, it's my gun, this is for fighting, it's for fun. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday, right here on the Michael Duke Show. Broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on your favorite radio station and FM translator and on the internet with the live audio stream at MichaelDukeShow.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, a podcast available later and everything else. It is Firearms Friday. And uh, so we are getting a chance to uh, dive on down into issues of a Second Amendment nature. And with that, we have what we like to call gun Q&A all day, which is questions and answers and basically discussion. It's a roundtable chat about firearms. Uh, we've got listeners from all over the country for Fridays. They love to call in. Normally, we only focus on Alaska issues. But Fridays brings in people from all over. And you couldn't get much further away from us than all the way out on the East Coast in Rhode Island. But every week we generally hear from our friend Fred out there in Rhode Island. And he joins us this morning with his thoughts. Good morning, Fred. What's on your mind today, sir? Uh, good morning, Mike. You know, one of the, one of the issues, you know, you, you mentioned earlier about the, uh, oh, about, you know, the people of felons getting their rights, uh, you know, the return right. to them after a period of time, uh-huh. you know, firearm rights for long, long, long arms or whatever. Right. However, you know, the, the other point is, I think we have a lack of prosecution in many instances, too. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, justice, I mean, law has to be, you know, justice, you know, perfectly, you know. But then again, when they are convicted, they're not getting they're not getting any kind of real sentencing, if any sentencing at all. I mean, you know, you just look at New York City and Detroit and California, especially the West, the, the left coast, how screwed up they are. As right. far as, uh, you know, as far as like any, uh, any kind of a prosecution goes, as far as, you know, for criminal activities. And they just, you know, it, it doesn't really set a good precedent, and it doesn't accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish, which is like get the criminals off the street and right. you know, keep the crime down. If not, you can't eliminate all of it, but at least you can definitely take a bite out of it, a good bite out right. of it. Right. But they're not doing that, you know. And you kind of wonder what is the what is the whole what is the whole genre behind that? What is, what what is, what is the purpose behind it? So there is there is a, there is a deliberate purpose behind this, you know. It isn't just. I don't believe it's random. I think it's a deliberate act, you know, and, and along with a lot of other things. Well, and the other thing is this one part of society condemning the other part of society. In other words, as a 2A supporter, as a gun owner, as one who believes in the Second Amendment, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, there are other people who just want to, like, bury you as deep as they can dig the hole just to get rid of you, you know, and they don't give a damn about your rights or anything else. They just want to steamroll over you and just keep right on going. 
Right, which is like right. I think that's that that that's criminal in its own right. Well, I think that, and I think that's a problem, but I think it's a separate issue. I want to go back to the uh, to the issue of uh, what you were just talking about with some of the non prosecutions or lax prosecutions or low penalties, and you know what we're dealing with there, Fred. I think is a just it is such a multifaceted issue. Uh, first and foremost, on the restoration of rights, I think that if you put somebody in prison for a crime, let's just say somebody made a bad judgment, they committed a crime, they got caught, you know, uh, they go to prison, they do their time, they want to get their life back on track. This day and age, it's it's harder and harder. If you go to prison for something like that, you couldn't just go to prison usually and then come back out and get on with your life because now you're reporting to everybody that you're a felon, that you, you know, you can't get a job, you can't do certain things, you can't vote anymore, you can't have your gun rights. I mean, all these things, it definitely makes it hard to get your life back on track and it creates this recidivistic circle where we're, you know, we're, we're kind of feeding, feeding them back into where it's easier to become and stay a criminal now because you're already, you made one mistake and now you're on the wrong side. I'm not excusing it, but I'm saying there needs to be some pathway forward for people to be able to get back on track, restore their rights and let that stuff be forgotten, including voting and firearms and everything else. Uh, I agree with you that the, uh, that the prosecution of these, uh, uh, crimes, should be looking instead of creating more and more laws, making more and more criminals out of everyday citizens, you should enforce the laws that are on the books, including, you know, straw purchases, form 4473, you know, violations and everything else. All of those things should be looked at. And it and especially if you were a straw purchaser and you're purposely buying guns for other people and it's been proven that you're buying guns for other people then you should be, you know, uh, basically marked as an accomplice for any crime that is committed with that firearm. Um, I mean, I think that there has to be, and, and it's been shown that they have not been following up um, uh, on that. And in fact, uh, of all the Nick's background checks where people, you know, knowingly and admittedly go in there and fill out a form knowing that they're not eligible, they said that there's something like seventeen or 18,000 of those a year where they try to get a gun and they get denied, uh, it, it's, a, it's a crime to, to attempt to get a gun if you're a felon, if you know you're a prohibited person. And yet they weren't prosecuting any of those crimes. So you're right. Uh, again, I think what you're saying, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think what you're saying is enforce the laws that we already have on the books and put the proper penalties to them instead of making it a revolving door and give people a chance when they want to get their lives back on track. Well, I agree with you know, I, you know the other part of it I'm going to bring up. Yeah, there should be there should be a pathway back for these people who have been you know who served their time and want to clean their record up, you know, so get back you know get on with their lives. But you know, I mean, you have to have some skin in the game too. Apparently, we live in a society where everything's free, everything's a giveaway, and you know, and and it's all there to just promote their own, blow their own horn, and how wonderful how wonderful the progressives are and how wonderful the Democrats are. And of course, the uh, you know the, the no good the no good Republican uh, deplorables you know they're they're evil they're bad, and you know they, they, and, and they're doing it with taxpayer dollars, don't you know? So you know that right, really right. that really just goes right up my spine, you know, in the wrong way. Right. And you know it, it, the whole thing it, 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 it it's beyond it's beyond a joke. It really is. However, you know it, like uh, you know, the other part of what I wanted to bring up is there should be a pathway back for these people, but they should have a lot of skin in the game to do it. I mean, everyone, once again, it's not going to be a freebie, 
They're going to do uh, community action. They're going to, you know, they're going to re- restitution. Uh, you know, there's gonna, should be some program in there where once a period of time has gone by, you should be able to sign up for it. And if they're if they're truly committed to cleaning up their, you know, cleaning up their record and getting, you know, cleaning up their lives, then it should be available to them over a period of time. But they have to show sincerity. You know, it is. It's not going to be. It's not going to be handed to you on a golden platter. You're going to have to work at it. But once you do it and you achieve it, then you've accomplished. You know, then you're right, right. back where you, you should be yeah. with a clean record. You know, and and and, and apparently that they don't even want to look at that. It's either going to be a giveaway. So they can go hog, you know, go harvest some more votes, you know, and make it look like, oh, look, look how wonderful we are, you know, we just, we just cleaned this guy's record up. Well, this guy was probably a murderer and everything else, and had all kinds of problems. It's the reason why he's in, he's in prison for the first place. However, you know, it, you know, he it, over a period of time, if he wants to put enough time and effort into it, he should be able to clean his record up over a period of time. I'm saying right. maybe ten years after the fact that he got out, even start talking about it, and then go through the courts. I think, uh, and I, well, I I agree with you, but I think that I think the time frame should be shorter, um, simply because uh, you know, try to live for ten years um, after the after you would get out of you know after you get out if you, if you have to wait ten years to get everything back, how are you going to live and operate and survive for ten years if you know you can't get a decent job if you. Uh, uh, you know, can't make a difference in the system. You can't, you know, to me, here's the thing. If you paid off all your fines, and this is what uh, uh, Hawk is saying in the chat room, he says, pay off all their fines, be off parole, be off probation. If you pay off all your fines, you're off parole, you're off probation, there should be some kind of, I mean, then you should be able to have that restorative process start and get done so that you can get back to your life. You know, pay, because that's the completion, well, you know, the, that's the completion of the payment of your debt to well, society. Well, Right. Well, you know, the only problem with that is uh, if it's too short a period of time, there's no, there's no ingrained, uh, well, how do I want to say, there's no ingrained incentive not to go back and commit, you know, go back to selling drugs or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the initial crime was, you know, uh, you know, so, you know, I mean, it, it has to be some type of a means of, this is really gonna, this is really gonna be painful if you go back. So you have to make it stick. You know, right. One other thing, I'm saying, I'm not saying undue punitive, undue punitive punishment. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying put enough in there to make sure that you know it, it, it's vinegar and not and not sugar water. You know, and you definitely don't want to go. Definitely don't want to ever go anywhere near that that type of lifestyle again. Yeah. No, I mean that would work. I think. No, and I agree. I mean, it has to obviously be. Uh, it has to be punitive enough that it is a deterrent. There's no doubt about it. But you also don't want to make it so onerous that it's easier to go back into crime than it is to get your life right. And I think in some cases that's what's happening right now that people see they have no hope of ever going back to a normal life afterwards because of the stigma and everything else. There has to be there has to be some kind of way to help with it. I think that there's a middle ground in here somewhere that we need to find. That's just me personally. You still with me, Fred? Fred, you still with me? All right. Well, apparently, apparently we lost Fred. So uh, thank you for your call, Fred. I appreciate it. 
Uh, number to call is 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. If you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say this morning. Uh, I got one more story that we're going to talk about here in just a second that it may make the hair on the back of your neck raise up just a little bit uh, as we uh, as we talk about it. So we're going to uh, we're going to hit on that here in just a uh, in just a moment. Nope, that's a, that's not my play right there. We're going to be back. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. We'll return with more. Right after this. Don't go anywhere. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right there. Um, uh, don't be like Fred. Don't you use AT&T phone service. You get your long gun back as soon as you get off parole and probation and pay all your fines. Um, Senator Shower having a meet and greet, uh, 827, which is tomorrow, 6 p.m. at the Susitna Brewery in Big Lake. Where's the Cabela sales segment for the hunting season? I don't know. I don't know. Where is the Cabela sales segment for the hunting season? The Rhode Island police got Fred. The secret police, Fred is dead. Long live Fred. Um... There is no way to restore, uh, even after 10 years, it has to go through the federal law. We went there and they said, no one or paperwork in Alaska to get your right back. So if you know something else, please let us know, said Shelly Nigel Miller. Um, I can only give you, Shelly, the, uh, I can only give you a link that Hawk dropped in the uh, chat room earlier, uh, which I will post right now again, uh, that is about expungement and pardoning and sealing about firearms convictions. Uh, my understanding is that you can petition to get your firearms rights returned um, at the state level, but you're right. At the federal, what my understanding is, is that even though your rights for long guns have been restored at the state level, at the um, um, at the federal level, they are still um, they are still uh, you're still considered a felon, and if you get caught with it, you could be in serious trouble. I see that the link got broken on uh, YouTube. Let me send a shortened link uh, there for YouTube for you folks there. Um, all right. Meet and greet with Sarah Vance and Heath Smith for Senate. Have a meet and greet at the Nail Check Fire Station today at 2 p.m. Mike Shower and Kevin McCabe having a joint pizza talk on the 28th. Pizza and talk. Everybody's going to get busy. Everybody's going to get busy right now. Um, all right. <clears throat> All destinations. There we go. Going backwards here. Um, I'm scrolling backwards. I see that uh, <clears throat> Brian has already used his new. He's already got his new uh, his new vocabulary. He's putting it into use. It's now janky. Congratulations, Brian. You are uh, officially one of the hip cool cats. One of the hep kids. Is that? 
is not right? Are you just cool? Are you awesome? Are you amazing? Are you rad? Are you stoked? Are you whoa? Um, <clears throat> anyway, Brian's already got the, he's already using the new phraseology. Uh, Brian also used a phrase earlier that I didn't get a comment on. I was going to talk with Fred about it, but he talked about it being restorative justice. And, and I agree with that. If you have done something wrong against society and you get convicted and you go to jail and you do all the things that you were supposed to do to get your life back on track, there should be some restorative justice. There you go. Um, all right. Um. Uh, to Nilchik. Um, Hawk. Anybody out in Nilchik? Anybody out there in uh, Kasilov uh, get a ride for Hawk so he can go to some of these things? He can't drive because he's got epilepsy and he doesn't have a vehicle. So somebody help, somebody hook a brother up out there. Same goes with the cannabis industry. The feds can shut them down and arrest them even though it's legal in the state. Right, exactly. It's the same kind of thing. This is a state's rights versus federal rights thing all over again. I think what Fred was saying, said um, uh, Timothy, is that you have to have some means of ensuring that sincerity of the sincerity is. You have to have some means of ensuring the sincerity of a person rejoining society. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I don't think you can just say, OK, you're done. It's out. It's good. Go. I think that there has to be some kind of mechanism. I'm not saying that they immediately get out and everything goes back. You have to work it. Like I think, like Hawk was saying, you have to, you know, you have to pay the fines. You have to do your time. You have to, you know, give back to the community, community, you know, service and, and uh, do your probation and do all that. But after that, after you've jumped through those hoops, I think there should be a pathway forward. I, I just think that that makes sense to me. Well, maybe it's just me, but that makes sense to me. All right, we're going to get back into this other story. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Okay, uh, one final segment on Firearms Friday before we dive into this with uh, our friend uh, Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com. He's going to come on board, and we're going to uh, we're going to talk with him about uh, all things uh, entertainment related. And uh, it's uh, I, I think this is a this is a good thing. Uh, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get the straight dope on some of the streams and movies and everything else that's coming up. But that leaves one segment now for us to chit chat about our favorite topic, which is fire. I mean, an R, I guess that's the Royal R or maybe it is you and me. I don't know, but maybe it's one of my favorite topics anyway, firearms. So feel free to, uh, feel free to give us a call this morning. The phone lines are currently open. I've got no lines uh, on hold. So you can call us up, and uh, if it's about guns or shooting or gun laws or Second Amendment stuff or just a range report, whatever it is, I would love to hear it. Feel free to uh, 
feel free to uh, uh, throw us out there and uh, let's 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 get going on. Here is oh, 907-433-3150 is the phone number. I guess I should have thrown that out there. Thank you uh, for folks uh, to come check it out. All right. Um, here's the story that I want to talk about, and uh, I'm going to probably take a call before I talk about it, but let me give you the teaser. Here's the teaser for the story. Recently, the ATF, the that's the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, has taken an unusually aggressive approach to cracking down on straw purchases. We've been complaining that nobody is looking out for straw purchases and everything else. But there is a dark side to the idea of cracking down on just straw purchases. They've been showing up at gun owners' homes and asking questions about their recent purchases. Now, so far, the mainstream media has pretty much ignored these issues. But now Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa is demanding answers from the attorney general asking uh, Merrick Garland uh, about the agency's knock and talk actions. And it could come under some scrutiny from both news outlets and from politicians in Washington, D.C. because of the way that these knock and talk incidences are happening. This is not a single agent showing up at somebody's door asking questions. This is a squad of tacticated rattle, full battle rattle ATF agents showing up saying, show me your guns. Um, and that could be, we're, we're going to get into this, but it, it definitely could be a little troubling. We'll, we'll talk about this here in just a second. Uh, but first, uh, your phone calls reign supreme. So let's go over to the phones first and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Murph calling from the Denali Borough area. Well, Murph, where you been all summer? You've been busy. Haven't heard from you. How are things going? Uh, pretty good now. I ended up having to evacuate three different times from the clear fire, and uh-huh. uh, my 11-mile trail, there might be maybe one mile of it that's not burned. Oh, wow. It was that close, huh? Uh, Yeah. Um, 12 feet from one of my outbuildings, burned part of my greenhouse, and was 20 feet from my cabin that I have out out by the highway. Oh, wow. Plus, uh, came close to the cabins out here in the homestead area, too. We lost a few. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad to hear you made it through okay. And uh, I guess with all this rain now, you don't have much of a danger of fire at this moment. So maybe you've maybe you've dodged the bullet for the rest of this summer. Well, there's still one area where it's kind of smoldering. It's kind of a swampy area, and there's always that issue of uh, the fire getting into the duff and possibly kicking up again, you yeah. know, next summer from winds and stuff because right. it's burning under the ground. You right. never know. Yeah, you you, you, know, you could go through a whole winter, and in the spring it just bursts back to life. We've seen that happen for sure. Um, Murph, what's on your mind today? Yeah. What, what do you got uh, going on for Firearms Friday? Um, I was wondering... Uh, I kind of slept in a little bit this morning, which is unusual for me, but uh, did you hear anything about the Nanana school being in lockdown yesterday because of an active shooter? Yeah, we I heard about that, and I could not find anything about it. Luckily, some of the listeners went out uh, while I was still on the air talking about it, and they brought me a little bit more information. Apparently, it wasn't an active shooter. It was a brandishment. Uh, where they were the the oh, apparently okay. he was brandishing a firearm and he was agitated. It was apparently um, a student, according to KTVF. There was a note on it that said a person named Hutchinson 
was arrested in Enana around 1 p.m. yesterday. There was a Nixel saying that he was armed and dangerous and that uh, he had uh, been uh, apprehended. And apparently it was a brandishing a weapon and, and some agitation, but uh, apparently not a shooter, not that he was he was not actively shooting, that he just had a firearm and was brandishing it. Uh, but that's all the information that's out there right now. That's not the story that uh, I was told. My son was actually in Nanana. Um, okay. I have several grandkids and great grandkids that attend the school, and uh, they were. He told me they were looking for a person that was about the same age as my son, forty-five, who had gone to school in Nanana with my son. And uh, I mean, there were all kinds of troopers, and even the fire department people were all armed and everything else like that, you know, because this person supposedly was threatening to go to the school and shoot up a bunch of kids. Right. So, so he was threatening, uh, but and he... And then the next thing, because my son called me and told me what was going on, and, and then uh, maybe a couple of hours later called back and said that, you know, they had arrested the person or whatever. Right. So, so he threatened to go to the school, but what he, the story really is. Yeah, he threatened to go to the school, but apparently didn't. Is that is that the case? That's what I'm. That's how I'm reading it. He may have threatened to go there, but he didn't. Yeah. Okay. But everybody in town was pretty much locked down. My daughter was in her house with her daughter and one of the grandkids that was already home from school, and uh, they had the doors locked and the pets inside and. Guns laying on the table just in case. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of probably a worse community to try to do that in the Ninana. I mean, you blink and you miss it. It's a small town, but pretty much everybody around there is armed. Yeah. That's probably not a good probably not oh, a good yeah. place to try and do that. So um all right, Murph. Anything else before I let you go? Nope, I'll listen to the rest of the show. All right. Thank well, you. Stay dry out there. Thank you for calling in this morning. That's Nur- it's, uh, Murphy up in the Denali borough. Uh, let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. It's Bull Fairbanks. Hello, Bull. What's on your mind? Uh, I caught what you were saying about the uh, ATF doing their little SWAT raids on people because they bought a gun. Um, yeah, things ain't going good. That's, that's not a good way to wake up probably at five o'clock in the morning, eh? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a little disturbing when you read the details of what was going on, um, that this is, I mean, this is strictly intimidation tactics, um, by the ATF. Uh, they, they show up based on the fact that you may have bought a certain number of firearms within a certain number of months. And uh, they say the ATF agents knock on the front door of a private residence and they ask the resident to display a recently purchased firearm as proof that the resident did not conduct a straw purchase. Now, the, the, the agents are driving to the houses in full gear, battle rattle, bulletproof vests. They don't inform the residents of the home uh, that are producing a firearms that that production wasn't optional. They're not showing up with warrants. They're just showing up in full intimidation factor, bulletproof vests and all, and saying, show me your gun with no, you know, again, with no warrants or anything else. I mean, this is a, it's questionable as whether this is, you know, really, it's legally questionable if this is an investigation or if it's just flat out intimidation. Yeah, but the legally questionable is what, fifty, eighty thousand dollars away till you go through the court system? They know the game. Exactly. What I wanted to bring up, People need to realize we got an election coming up in November. 
they already, with the election of 2020, everybody can have their own opinion. I have mine. But realistically, if the Democrats would pick up two more seats in the Senate, game over. Right. And if you want to understand how that works out, do you remember Hurricane Katrina? I do. And Ray Nagin. Okay. Ray they, Nagin didn't and was, they, they didn't worry about what was happening in New Orleans. But when they went through, remind me, when they went through the suburbs and pulled people out of their houses and confiscated all the weapons, remind me, how many people fired weapons trying to retain their weapons? I think there was one per, one person in the entire thing that fought back at all uh, at that point. Uh, yeah, I recall that. But right. he didn't fire. Yeah, I get. He didn't fire a gun. He simply physically fought. Right. No, it uh, Hurricane Katrina was a wake up call for a lot of people, uh, especially when they brought the National Guard in, the Tennessee National Guard into Louisiana and had them go door to door and start confiscating stuff. That was a that was a dark, dark and time for sure. That that the government proved to themselves that if they come for weapons, people will not kill them. People have to realize that if this comes down and it goes that way. It's over, and people need to think about it. Yeah, Y'all have a good day. All right, Bull. Well, I appreciate you calling in and joining us. Yeah, I mean, Hurricane Katrina was definitely a dark, dark time uh, in the, you know, in that, uh, in the days of free, uh, liberty and freedom. And not only the police department uh, from the Louisiana, from New Orleans Police Department going around and confiscating firearms, but the fact that they brought in the National Guard from another state and went door. I mean, you'll always remember that that uh, uh, that video of the little old 65, 66 year old woman where they came into her house and she was showing them around their house and they tried to take her pistol and she grabbed it and tried to take it back and they broke her arm in taking it away from her um, and going door to door and stripping people's out. Those homeowners that I was just talking about that fought back, they had them zip tied on the pavement outside for basically just trying to retain their fire because they had been defending their neighborhood from looters and then the National Guard showed up. Um, it was a dark, dark time. There's no doubt about it. This whole thing with the ATF, though, is just it's a it's a bit shocking to me. Footage from a knock uh, from a knock and talk incident in July show ATF agents arriving at a Delaware man's home. He had reportedly purchased seven firearms since January. So one firearm a month. Agents on the scene admitted to the man that they did not have a warrant. They also offered some insight into how they chose to make a visit. The idea is that when you purchase more than two guns at a time, it generates a multiple sales report and it comes to us and we have to check it out, said the ATF agent to the man. That's all this is. You did nothing wrong. Absolutely zero. Now, ultimately, he produced one of the firearms and the agents matched the serial number to one of the things that he had and then they left. This is some crazy stuff, folks. Uh, we got to go. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free thinking radio. Yeah. I, uh, this is troubling to me. This whole idea that the ATF can just show up and, uh, and do it. Uh, uh, Bearing Arms has got an actual video uh, of this uh, of this uh, going on where they have the officers on the front porch. You got to go check this out. I'm going to drop this link in the chat room. 
so uh, you folks can uh, watch this video at your leisure. Uh, this is some uh, this is this is some troubling stuff right here. Um, but you guys can go look and watch this. Bearing Arms has been covering this for a little bit as well. Oh, let me close out a bunch of these windows here. Got too many things open at once. We'll close out the uh, phone lines because uh, Willie's going to be uh, Willie is going to be uh, joining us here in just a few moments. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much, phone lady, for helping us out there. I appreciate that. All right. Look, I closed a whole bunch of real estate on my screen. Now I've got more. It's funny. I'm I'm working on two things. I guess I should t keep you guys since you guys are. The diehards who are here with us. What do we got? 40 people in the chat rooms combined. Um, I spent a good portion of the last couple of days uh, redoing uh, the show website. Um, and so we're going to have a whole brand new website up there. And it will have, oh, all kinds of good information, um, including... Lists of places where you can listen to us on terrestrial radio, listed by city, so that you can see that. Um, also, um, uh, we'll have all the different podcast links and the places you can go to listen to it and a place where you can listen to the podcast right there off the website. You just scroll through and listen to them there. Uh, we've obviously got the live stream link. Uh, we've got information on the Common Sense Core We've got all the contact information, including the live, you know, phone number and email address and everything else. We've got a contact form on there and, um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be a, a good thing. So I guess my question to you is America needs to get their gun laws more in line with Canada. <laughs> good luck with that, brother. Good luck with that. Um, my question is, uh, from you, um, uh, is what else would you like to see in a website? Oh, uh, and there's going to be a store so you can buy beard curler coffee. So you can buy, you know, six o'clock club t-shirts and mugs and, uh, my new censorship t-shirt, which I love. I, I just, I'm in love with, I, I just think it's so cool. Uh, the Just Say No to Government Doe t-shirt and some other things. That's all coming here in this next week. I'm finishing things up right now. So I want to know if there's anything that you guys specifically would like to see on a website for the show that, um, you know, if you were going to go, if you've never been to my website and, and you, you know, whatever, that's fine. The, the, the old website's still up. I haven't turned the new one live yet. But um, is there anything that I'm missing? Because I've got uh, podcast links, I've got Common Sense Core information, I've got uh, um, information on where you can listen to the station, I've got all the social media feeds and links on there, live stream. What else am I missing? Maybe a good news tab? Hmm. I might do that. Maybe Maybe I can, uh, i got to figure out how to import that because I don't have time to, I don't have time to continually, um, I don't have time to continually, you know, type in stories that I find. Um, girls on a trampoline. <laughs> oh, I like being married to my wife, Bill. I don't think that that's a good idea. I just don't think that that's a good idea. Um, what else? Uh, what What else? Uh, 
would you guys like to uh, would you guys like to see on that? I'd I'd like to know political endorsements. Hmm. Okay. Let me think about that. A political endorsement tab. Who am I endorsing? Um, you haven't done a good news segment in a while. We'll do one on Monday, okay? We'll do one on Monday. Um, I, I forget sometimes to do it. Uh, it's so new. Uh, but you guys just keep reminding me and I'll, I'll, get, into, I'll get into that. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, okay. All right. Somebody just, sorry, you heard somebody just text me there. Uh, a dynamic schedule of upcoming guests is what somebody said. So maybe I should put like a weekly schedule with some kind of upcoming guests. I wonder if I can embed a Google Calendar in there. I'll have to look at that. Maybe I can. Maybe I can do, uh, uh, you know, do them. Uh, endorsing Republicans at this point is it basically a vote for Vladimir Putin. 80% of them are in there. Yeah, because all the state legislators, they're all in Vladimir Putin's pockets. Absolutely, Crimson. You're 100% right. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is why we deal with only state stuff usually because that's the kind of craziness we get. All right, my friends. Uh, phone's buzzing. That means it's time for Willy Waffle. then we are ready to go we're about to jump into this willie waffle from wafflemovies.com is our guest and uh, we're doing the weekend movie review that's what it's all about he joins us uh in fact right now good morning my friend how are you feeling great surviving the dog days of summer the dog days of it's already fall here i don't know what you're talking i mean it's so oh. <laughs> so weird usually we get you know pretty nice weather in august and it and it's just been like nothing but rain the leaves are already starting to turn it's it's horrific so it's, it's a train oh. it's a trap save me from what's going on up here man save me <laughs> <laughs> i i wish i could but it, it's not that great down here either yeah not gonna no, lie not I, gonna lie it's not, not that great not that great all right <laughs> well let's uh let's dive into it here and uh, get into the get into the movie stuff uh well let's talk about i guess the big news first uh what are we going to start we want to start with hbo oh do we want to start with hbo yes I think we should. This is my favorite story of the week. Okay. We, I, I, you, we have two HBO stories. I'm going to lead with my favorite. You know, it's it's been a budget bloodbath over there at Warner Brothers, man. HBO, Max, TBS, TNT. Oh, you know, they're all cutting shows left and right. They got rid of Batgirl. They got rid of their original streaming off of the HBO Max so they wouldn't have to pay the royalties for it. Right. They got rid of the Wonder Twins movie, and they got rid of something. That would have topped them all. It would have been the highlight of your holidays. <laughs> it is the animated holiday special. Did I do that to the holidays? A Steve Urkel story. Now, for those of us who are not Steve Urkel, he's the nerdy kid with the glasses and the suspenders, right? Is that the Urkel that we're talking about? That is the Steve Urkel we were talking about. The the legend of of Friday Night Funny on ABC and and Family Matters. The did I do that? Got yes, that's him. That's him. <laughs> yes, 
They were, they, and matter of fact, now that HBO has pretty much let it loose, Ugh. the the producers are trying to find a new home. And I, I, I'm sorry, but why is Disney Plus not coming to Colin? Right. I this, mean, that this seems is perfect that, for them. <laughs> yeah, that would have seemed to be tailor made for Disney Plus. I mean, that would have been all about it. I would have thought, but uh, there's still time. Yeah. Or you know what they could do is during the 24 hours of of a Christmas story, they could insert this in between showings of the movie. Oh, that's, you know what? That would not be a bad deal. That would not be a bad deal at all. Uh, so they're going to go shop it out to somebody else. That's what they're trying to do right now, huh? Yeah. How How is there not a bidding war already? How yeah. come we are not watching just every streaming service and, and cable channel and broadcast network? Why aren't they just falling all over themselves to bring us this this holiday gem? There should be. There should be. a. There should be. I'm just saying right now. There should be a, uh, a, uh, a, 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 there should be, there you go. I'm done. <laughs> I, I've got no other words for this. I have never seen this. I've never seen a single episode of, uh, family matters. Um, I've only seen Steve Urkel in memes, uh, on the internet. Uh, and I've seen the guy gall growed up and, uh, and looking like a hood, you know? So I was just like, it's funny when I think about it, but yeah, that's it. I got, uh, I got nothing else, my friend. Hey, but you know who he is. That's how I, big I do the know, legend of Steve yeah, Urkel is. I do know who he is. So that's that's the good <laughs> thing. I know who he is. Um, all right. Uh, so that's the big news at HBO. They're just doing shutdowns left and right. Although they are not shutting down the new Game of Thrones thing. Now, have you watched any of this yet? Are we going to talk about mm-hmm. that tonight? Well, no, you know, I did not get a chance to watch Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, I, I usually watch those things on HBO Max. And did you hear that uh, HBO Max crashed when they premiered Game of Thrones last oh, Sunday? I did not hear that. Oh, yes. Yes, there were so many people trying to access the HBO Max stream that it crashed. And there were some people who had to wait a good 20 or 30 minutes to get on and watch the show that they've been waiting for for years now oops and and, yes and 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 it was the biggest thing it's it's the biggest premiere hbo has ever done something like 9.999 million people uh watched it when you combine the streaming and hbo itself holy cow yeah yeah this is big i mean you know i I mean i think that that's probably the biggest number they've done since the sopranos or or maybe or maybe the game of thrones finale Something yeah, like that. no, that's insane. I've I've heard, and I haven't seen anything yet or anything else, but I saw some chatter on the internet that people were happy with it. Even some of those people who were disappointed with the Game of Thrones um, finale season, they were even they even they were happy with it. Well, you know, give people time because you know I, I'm sorry. I just feel like we live in this world now where there are too many people who are trying to be cool by not liking stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all the Star Wars shows and movies and, and everybody always finds a fault with something, you know. Give me a break, man. Yeah, just, give like, me a know, break. Just, 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 just open up your heart and take it in, man. Just, you know? just take it. Just do it right there. Take it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm excited about that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where that goes here uh, sometime in the near future. All right. What's up next? Um, uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, Halloween. Oh, Halloween. My wife. She's probably on the edge of her seat right now, waiting for this information. Right now, she is so excited about this. Well, you know, we are going to get the movie Halloween ends. 
which is promised to be the last in this new Halloween series. I don't believe them because I've been watching Halloween movies since as a wee little boy almost yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. So, yeah, no, I'm absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I believe every minute of it. I, I'm sure it's going to be exactly like they say it's going to be. <laughs> and, but here's the cool thing. So like the one that came out, uh, you know, last year, uh, they are now going to they're going to they're going to show uh, they're going to show the Halloween ends movie. October 14th, you okay. have your choice. You can see it in theaters or you can watch it on the Peacock. Uh, you know, but but when you watch it on the Peacock streaming, yet you have to be at the paid subscription level of Peacock Premium or Peacock Plus because you know this is high quality entertainment, people. Okay. You, 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 you gotta buy into that. You don't get to watch it on the free version that has all the ads. No, right. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. We just <laughs> can't do that. Uh, so, so you know, it, but it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, I think this. I think this is a great move. I, I, I honestly, honestly believe that you know there, there just aren't a lot of movies where I absolutely one hundred percent must see it in the theaters. I, I think probably Top Gun or, or some of the Marvel movies have been like that. But you know, Halloween. Yeah, there's some people that want to see it in the theater. Go have fun. There's some people who want to watch it at home, you know, on on the streaming. And there's right. 13 million people who subscribe to Peacock. So it's not like they're going to destroy the box office take on this thing. So, you know, give people a choice. I think it's a fantastic idea. All right. Well, I, I can't. You know, my wife, she is so excited. I mean, she's literally, I think, got the countdown to uh, I think she's literally got the countdown to Halloween going on right now. She's like, I can't wait to. She's got a list of scary movies that'll just choke a horse. Nice. She can't. She can't. She can't <laughs> wait. That's every year she gets into it. She just cannot wait to uh, to get it done. But that's uh, I guess that's where we're at right. That's where we're at right now. Um, hey, you know that's our next big. Let's face it, that's our next big holiday. This is this is what we can get geared up for now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they they already. Somebody said that. In fact, I mentioned I was walking through the grocery store yesterday or day before, and they literally already had Halloween decorations at thirty percent off. And I was like, "It's August. How did you?" It's I mean, never mind. Okay. I mean, is there anything she would like here? I'm looking through there for her. Is there anything she would like? I don't know. There might be one or two things. Are the decorations left over from last year? Yeah, like, I, are they trying to, are they I trying have to no idea, man. I've got no idea. I was like, okay, I'll, you know, that's fine. We'll we'll do that. Um, all right. Uh, so Halloween, it's going to be the end. They promise, right? Okay, I, I'll I'll believe that. Uh, speaking of big monsters, King Kong. What? Yeah, this is this was actually big news. Disney Plus announced this week that they are working on bringing back King Kong in a live action, you know, kind of CGI mix series. And, and they're in the early process of it right now, you know, and, and it would focus in on like kind of the origin of King Kong, kind of like the 1930s movie King Kong and coming from the mysterious skull Island. And so I think that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, with, with, let's be honest, the King Kong versus Godzilla movie, uh, you know, a couple years ago was maybe one of the best King Kong movies we've seen. And so why right. not bring him back for sure. the series? Sure. And and not to be outdone, Apple Plus is working on a Godzilla series. <laughs> and pretty soon they're going to get them together and it's going to be Godzilla versus King. Never mind. Again? 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 
I mean, how many? I, I got to ask, Willie. You're the movie expert. How yeah. many King Kong movies have there been? Really? Oh my gosh! Well, you've got the original. You have the one from like I want to say late seventies, early eighties. Uh, you've you've had what two or three recently? Uh, you had the Peter Jackson one back around 2000, 2003, somewhere in there. No, 2005. I think it was 2005. So that's really what you've had. And then, you know, you, you've, with Godzilla, you've had a, a gazillion of those. At this right, point right, right. Because they, you know, they churned out those Godzilla movies in a way that, frankly, they could have with the King Kong movies. And, right, and, right. and I'm surprised that, you know, now when you look back on history, they didn't actually churn out more King Kong movies, but they've had a lot of big ones, a lot of big ones. Um, all right. Uh, last one. Fast and Furious. People have about had it up to here. Fast and Furious Neighbors is what's going on. Oh, yeah, this is a great story. Well, I mean, not a great story, but this is an interesting story. So, you know, in the in the uh, in the L.A. neighborhood of Angelino Heights is where um, they have filmed some of the Fast and Furious movies, uh, prim- primarily a, a house that is serves as the house for, you know, the family from uh, from Fast and the Furious and the store that serves as kind of like the family business. And um, the people in the neighborhood are getting a little sick and tired of it. OK, because not only do they have everybody driving by and trying to do their own Fast and Furious impressions, you know, doing donuts out in the street, peeling out, crashing into neighbors' cars, neighbors' houses, causing all sorts of havoc. They're filming Fast and the Furious 10 there. And today, when um, they go to film between, and this is what I love, they've been told they'll be filming between 9 a.m. and 2 a.m. scenes for Fast and Furious 10. And the neighborhood says they are going to revolt and they are going to (laughs) protest and they are going to do everything to tell Universal we're sick and tired of this stuff. Listen to what they're going to have to put up with today. They have been warned there will be, quote unquote, simulated emergency services activities, aerial photography. Nice way to say we're going to have a helicopter. Right. There's going to be a wedding down to the streets and atmospheric smoke oh jesus that's gonna be great it's gonna be fantastic they can't wait yeah so so the neighbors are like we are just done with this well now universal to their credit has um has been trying to help in the sense that they've been paying the neighbors what they refer to as annoyance fees like hey how'd you like a couple bucks to stay at a hotel for a few days wow all right (laughs) well you know but that works i'll tell you you know Back back in the day when I was in D.C. and I was working for a radio station, we were the sponsors of the first and only D.C. Grand Prix race. Oh, wow. And Yeah, and, and they took over a bunch of streets around RFK Stadium, and, and it was going to be loud and crazy. And and they did that. They offered a lot of the neighbors like hotel rooms and, and, and you know, just chances to get away from the noise. And the neighbors all started kind of talking to each other so if one person got the four seasons and another person got the marriott the guy who got the marriott was calling to say how come i can't get the four seasons oh lord and, and it was a bidding war it was hilarious oh my gosh <laughs> all right well we don't have much time here just a couple okay. minutes left so i want to get in i do want to talk about the samaritan which is the new yeah. sly stallone movie uh in theaters and on amazon prime give me the rundown real quick yeah, so Sylvester Stallone, he plays this superhero, the Samaritan, who mysteriously disappeared years ago when he was fighting his big nemesis, who I think was called Nemesis. Okay. And, and now a kid in the neighborhood is starting to realize 
hey, Sylvester Stallone's the Samaritan. Uh. And, of course, he's going to have to reemerge at a time when he's needed most as an evil gang is trying to mess up the neighborhood and he ain't going to take that. His, you're messing up his retirement. Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> I saw some rushes on this. I thought, well, this is interesting. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts? You know, I mean, it can, it can be goofy at times and, and let's face it, there's some goofiness to it and, and there's some comedy to it, but I think what really kind of makes the movie not excel and, and not really be all it could be like, you know, it's not going to be a big Marvel movie because while it has the silly moments, I think there are, there are dramatic moments where it just misses the mark. It just, it doesn't have that emotion that it really needs to have. It doesn't have the dialogue it really needs to have to make it work. And Stallone's not a horrible actor. I think he could, he could be extremely predictable. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go like two waffles. Two oh, waffles. two waffles, two waffles. Yeah. All right, well, that's too bad. We only got the one in, but uh, in the after show, we're going to get to the other two real quick. Uh, so if you missed that, you can pick it up on the podcast or you can join us over at Facebook at facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. Willie, hold the line. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you next week uh, for the radio, okay? Hey, next week it's going to rock and roll. All right. I can't wait. Folks, we're out of time. We will see you on Monday. Charlie Pierce will be with us in hour two. All right. Well, yesterday I ran right over the end of the hour. I haven't done that in forever. And so now I'm like totally paranoid about running over the end of the hour. So... Um, we did it. We we made it with time to spare. But, Willie, that left us with uh, two movies to talk about. Um, I really want to talk about the... I mean, Kevin Hart's funny and everything, and Me Time and Netflix, but I've also got The Invitation, which has some spooky stuff. Anyway, where do you want to go? You tell me. Which one are we doing first? You know, let's, let's talk about The Invitation. You know, this is, this is a typical late summer Hollywood, just drop it and see what happens kind of movie, okay? So, you know, you've got this young woman uh, played by Natalie Emanuel. You know, she was on, on Game of Thrones. And, you know, and she's actually a good actress. I, I think that, you know, I would like to see where her career is going to go right. when she stops doing things like The Invitation. See, she's, <laughs> she's a young woman who, who lost her mother, her mother being the only family she knows. And now she's lost in this great big world. And she decides to take a DNA test just to see if there's anybody else out there. Because I got nothing else going on. I thought I'd just take a DNA test. Right. And there's a long lost cousin from Europe who invites her to a lavish wedding. Um, But, uh, oh boy. Um, How do I put this nicely? Okay. Um, They're they're vampires. (laughs) My DNA test came back and I'm related to vampires. Well, I argue that it was all a setup. Okay. That, you know, that, you know, they, they just, they found out that they had this orphan that they could take and, uh, well, they have plans they, for, I, for her. I have plans. You know? We have plans yeah. for you, my dear. Yeah. We yeah. have plans <laughs> for you, my dear. <laughs> you know, and, and what really gets me is that, you know, th- this is, this is every vampire movie you've ever seen. First of all, of course they want her to be a vampire. She's hot. And, and there okay. are only, there are only hot vampires. That's a prerequisite. You, yeah. <laughs> Do, do you ever see 300-pound, you know, diabetes type 2 vampires? I saw one in Blade. I mean, they blew <laughs> her up with the sun, <laughs> the sun lamp. So, I mean, I saw that. Okay. Uh, but right. usually they look like Brad Pitt or European models. Right. I got it. I got yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So, you know, that 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 is hilarious to watch. And then, of course, you know, the Bacchanalia, as 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 we start to realize before she does, uh, she's she she's 
she's um, she's she's the target. Yeah, she's she's, she's the, the she's the one. Sorry, you're done, yeah, sweetie. Yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I don't think I'm giving anything away. But when I say that the movie was originally called The Bride, so that gives oh, you an idea. Okay, that gives you an idea of where this was all going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Change to the invitation, though. So, I mean, kind of a fun romp, or is it just way too predictable? Or... Uh, I, you know, I'm going one and a half waffles. I, you know, uh, I it's it's a PG-13 horror movie they're not going for a lot of shocks they're really going more for the jump scares and right you know there's only so many of those and and come on we're talking about vampires it really should be a little nastier i mean we don't need twilight vampires we need like you know dracula vampires. oh man ouch who needs yeah. twilight vampires that's what i'm saying <laughs> right now yeah. um all right well that leaves us with our last one which is the new kevin hart netflix show me time it's me time yeah, yeah that's right Kevin Hart playing a stay-at-home dad. You know, he's, he's always taking care of everybody else. He's always got everything organized. But now, for the first time in years, he's got the house to himself. He's got a little me time. And oh. that means he's going to reconnect with his buddy, Marky Mark Wahlberg, who's the exact opposite. Who's a wild and crazy guy <laughs> who's going to take him on some wild and crazy adventures. Of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and if it wasn't this... Marky Mark and Kevin Hart, this would be just a horrible movie. So wait, is it, is it a buddy movie gone completely wrong or oh, what's the deal? Well, it's, 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 it's a typical buddy movie, you know, I mean, you know, we're, they're going to go out and there's going to be some wild situations. There's going to be some, some inappropriate uh, scenarios, you know, uh, we're going to see Marky Mark naked. That's not cool. But, That's you know, cool, it's man. in the movie, you know? Yeah, well, you know, hey, he, he wants to show everybody he lost all that weight from the Father Stew movie. Okay. And, uh, well, yeah. I yeah, mean, you know. I guess he couldn't yeah. just take out a billboard or something or do it on Instagram. <laughs> He's got to do a whole movie about it. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I think that, you know, I, I like the energy from Kevin Hart and I like the energy from Marky Mark. And, and to be honest with you, the only way a movie like this works is if it is completely unhinged. Like, it really does need to be very gonzo. And I think at least this one tries to be there and gets there sometimes. Uh, but I think the, the problem with it is it starts to fall apart when, well, we start to learn all about what's really going on in Marky Mark's life. And, you know, that's it gets serious and shouldn't be. Okay. Uh I'm sorry, you just totally lost me with that one. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm already asleep over here. Um, so, uh, all right, negative one to uh, negative one to four waffles on um, the uh, me time, me time. Yeah, I'm running around two and a half. I'm willing to give it a try. Oh, I'm, I'm saying, okay, okay. Know, wait a minute. Maybe I just, maybe I just needed a laugh. Maybe I just needed to like, you know, loosen up, but it just hit me right. But right it's enough. the zaniness and, it's you know, the you're right that yeah. sometimes there are movies that are like, this movie would be total crap if it wasn't for the actors who were doing it. And, yeah. and sometimes, sometimes those, those stars just align just right. Well, they do. And, and this is probably the last time when I think Kevin Hart and Marky Mark, given their ages, could really do a movie like this. It's going to be kind of sad soon. Really? <laughs> soon? I mean, now? I mean, no. then? I mean, no. then? I mean, whenever? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, two and a half waffles. I guess I'm down with that. I'm down with that. We can we can deal with that. Um, all right. Well, Willie, what do we got coming up next week? You said we're going to rock and roll. On, I knew that was some kind of teaser. So well, what, you what know, are we, we are... going to talk about here? 
We are talking about The Patient with Steve Carell, but uh, more importantly, if they'll send me the screeners, The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I can't wait to see if they broke this one as badly as they did The Wheel of Time. Oh, I'm still so Ooh. salty over that. Oh. Just, I don't blame you. Just thinking about that, <laughs> just thinking about that right now just made me, my my blood pressure just spiked. My heart just started beating faster. I'm still so salty over it. <laughs> uh, all right, my friend. Well, thanks for coming on board. We will catch you next week then. Hopefully, fingers crossed, with some Lord of the Ring actions. Uh, and maybe, if you get a chance, some of that new Game of Thrones House of the Dragons actions. Well, you know, we'll have to do a comparison. Oh, there you go. There you go. Because that's what that's what Amazon wants to make. Amazon wants to make the next Lord of the Rings, and HBO's like, suckers, we got that already. We already did it. Yeah. We did so, it. all right, my friend. Thanks so much. All right. Folks, so we're out of time. Mayor Charlie Pierce, candidate for governor, is going to be on on Monday. And we're working on somebody else as well. We'll figure it out then. We will see you. Have a great weekend.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. 